Section 18 of A Young Girl's Diary by Anonymous, translated by Cedar Paul and others. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by K. Hand. October, the third year. October 4th. Goodness, today when we were coming home from the Imperial Festival, we met Victor in M Street, but unfortunately he did not see us. He was in full dress uniform and was walking with three other officers, whom neither I nor Hella know. We were frightfully angry because he did not recognize us. Hella thinks it can only be because we are both wearing our big new autumn hats, which shade our faces very much. October 11th. There was a frightful row in the drawing lesson today. Borovsky had written a note to one of her friends. The little Jewess F, that means the nutling, is newly imported from Scandalavia with her horsehair pate with or without inhabitants. Something of that sort was what she had written, and as she was throwing it across to Fellner, Fräulein Scholl turned round at that very moment and seized the note. Who is F? she asked, but no one answered. That made her furious, and she put the note in her pocket. At one o'clock, when the lesson was over, Borovsky went up to her and asked her for the note. Then she asked once more, Who is F? And Fellner, thinking, I suppose, that she would help Borovsky out, said, She forgot to write Frau Dr. Fuchs. Then the row began. I can't write it all down. It would take too long. Of course Borovsky will be expelled. She cried like anything and begged and prayed and said she did not mean it, but Fräulein Scholl says she is going to give the letter to the head. October 12th, Continuation. The head is laid up with a chill, so Fräulein Scholl gave the note to Frau Dr. M. That was both good and bad. Good because Borovsky will perhaps be able to stay after all, and bad because Frau Dr. M. was frightfully angry. She gave us a fine lecture about true manners, simply splendid. I was so glad that I was not mixed up in the business, for she did give Borovsky and Fellner a rating. It's probably true, then, that her own fiancé is a Jew. It is horrible that she, above all, should be going to have a cruel husband, at least if all that Ressi told us is true, and I expect there is some truth in it. We are frightfully curious to know whether the nutling has heard anything about it, and if so, what she will do. October 13th. I don't think the nutling can have heard anything, for she seemed just as usual. But Hella thinks, and so do I, that she would not show anything even if Fräulein Scholl had told her. Anyhow, it was horridly vulgar. One is not likely to pass it on to the person concerned. Why we think she does not know anything is that neither Borovsky nor Fellner were called up. October 14th. Today the needlewoman brought Doris handkerchiefs with her monogram and the coronet. Lovely. I want some like them for Christmas. And for Mother she has embroidered six pillowcases, and these have a coronet too. By degrees we shall have the coronet upon everything. By the way, here is something I'd forgotten to write. In one of the first days of term, Father gave each of us one of his new visiting cards with the new title. I was to give mine to Frau Dr. M. and Dora hers to Frau Prof. Kredel, to have the names properly entered in the class lists. Frau Prof. Kredel did not say anything, but Frau Dr. M. was awfully sweet. She said, Well, Lanier, I suppose you are greatly pleased at this rise in rank. And I said, Oh, yes, I'm awfully delighted, but only inside. Then she said, That's right. Religion, name, and money do not make the man. Was that not charming? I write the V before my name awfully small, but anyone who knows can see it. What a shame that she is not noble. She would be worthy of it. October 15th. Oswald has gone to Loben today. He is to study mining, but against father's will. But father says that no one must be forced into a profession, for if he is, he will always say throughout life that he only became this or that on compulsion. The other evening Dora said that Oswald had only chosen mining in order to get away from home. If he were to study law or agricultural chemistry, he could not get away from Vienna, and that is the chief thing to him. Besides, he is a bit of a humbug. 
for when he came home from grasse after matriculation he said in so many words how delightful to have one's legs under one's own table again and to breathe the family atmosphere dora promptly said to him hm, you don't seem to care so very much about home for always when you come home for the holidays the first thing you do is to make plans for getting away for she is annoyed too that oswald can travel about wherever he likes and yet he goes on talking about being subjected to intolerable supervision what about us he can stay out until ten at night and never comes to afternoon tea and in fact does just what he likes if i go to supper with hella and am just ever so late there's a fine row as for the lectures poor dora has had to endure when victor was waiting for her i shall never forget them of course she denies it all now but i was present in some of them so i know otherwise he would not have called me the guardian angel she behaves now as if she had forgotten all about that so i often remind her of it on purpose when we are alone together the other day she said i do beg you grita not rita don't speak any more of that matter i have buried the affair for ever and when i said buried what do you mean a true love can't simply be buried like that she said it was not a true love and that's all there is to say about it october sixteenth i had a frantically anxious time in the arithmetic lesson today all of a sudden hella flushed dark red and i thought to myself ah that's it and i wrote to her on my black line paper has it begun for we had agreed that she would tell me directly she will be fourteen in february and it will certainly begin soon frau doctor f said lanier what was that that you pushed over to burr and she came up to the desk and took the black line paper what does that mean has it begun perhaps she really did not know what i meant but several of the girls who knew about it too laughed and i was in a terrible fright but hella was simply splendid excuse me frau doctor rita asked whether the frost has begun yet and that's the way you spend your time in mathematics lesson but thank goodness that made things all right only in the interval hella said that really i am inconceivably stupid sometimes what on earth did i want to write a thing like that for when it begins of course she will let me know directly as a matter of fact it has not begun yet we have agreed now that it would be better to say ent a sort of portmanteau word of developed entwickled and at last entlick that will be really splendid and hella says that i happened upon it in a lucid interval it's really rather cheeky of her but after all one can forgive anything to one's friend she absolutely insists that i must never again put her in such a fix in class of course it happened because i am always thinking now then this is the day end of section eighteen